Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Sometimes an animal just works your last nerve, but you know, you just have to love them anyway. See it as that animal. This piece is called a penchant for plastic. My cat Sid has a definite penchant for plastic, and he's not picky about it either. If it's on or near the floor, he assumes it's for him. If it's on a counter or a tabletop, I must have put it there for him to find. And if it might be concealed way down in my purse, he sees it as an opportunity to sharpen his smelling skills. I personally have witnessed him scratch around in my purse, find a plastic bag, chew on it with abandon, then joyfully throw it in the air and walk away. Mission accomplished. As an indoor cat only, you might be concerned he'd become bored. Rest assured, he does not. One afternoon, a friend was over for a visit, wearing a flowing cut velvet duster with voluminous sleeves. She situated herself in a chair and we began chatting. A few minutes later, she shifted in her seat, causing her duster to need rearranging. It was then she noted Sid had carefully and very quietly chewed a hole right in the lower left quadrant of her duster. I was horrified. She was graciously generous, saying it was old anyway, and Sid looked on as if we were discussing another cat entirely. When he and his sister Nancy came to me at six weeks old, they were the most adorable kittens you ever saw. Sid was already a beautiful black and white boy, and Nancy carried her own sense of individualism with a mustache, eyes of different colors, and a definite kink in her tail from being the runt of the litter. She was snow white, something I came to realize meant multiple lint roller purchases, with a tiny bit of orange. Now, Nancy is a solitary person, almost to a fault, really, eating and playing alone and hopefully unnoticed. In fact, she won't eat if either Sid or I am in the vicinity. If you happen to catch her playing with a small toy mouse, she will immediately start licking her paw and walk away with her head held high, as if to say such behavior is entirely beneath her. I once caught her heading toward a plant with interest in her eyes. A simple no ma'am was all it took to dissuade her, and she is rarely any trouble at all. Sid, on the other hand, well, he's required a visit to a cat psychic, multiple years of training with no raising of the voice on my part, and lots and lots of pets. Early on, I found him exiting his litter box with a piece of rubber band hanging out of his backside. I jumped to the rescue, pulling it with all my might, and we were both surprised when it snapped back and hit him in the behind as it came out. We both yelled, ouch, but I'm sure his was louder than mine. Lately, a large number of indoor plants have found their way to the plant hospital, a casualty of Sid's voracious appetite for greenery. I've bought catnip plants, kitty grass, even small plants he can claim as his own, but 
He prefers plants that have been nurtured to perfection by me for his afternoon snacks. These plants and the plastic cause him much gastric distress, but does he learn from this? He does not. He's especially drawn to any plant that might be the least bit harmful to cats, and berries are such a hazard I have stopped using them altogether in flower arrangements. Even after 14 and a half years, he's relentless in his search for anything plastic, Amazon bags, directly into the trash under the sink where he can't reach them. Newspaper bags, same thing. Reusable bags from Whole Foods, the kind made from plants or anything with a woven handle, gone in less than 60 seconds, as a recent visitor can attest. Sid's plastic obsession also extends to ribbon packaging tape on large rolls, strings used to attach cards to Christmas presents, and the occasional rubber band if he's lucky enough to find one that slipped through unnoticed. He's infinitely curious, and nothing new goes unexamined. Since I've been home and baking more these last few months, he's starting to sit on a perch just over the counter watching me cook. I've seen him glance sideways at the sugar bags and once even caught him trying to chew his way through a packet of baking chocolate. New kibble, left on the counter, is apt to be chewed across the top as he smells something he knows and tries to open it himself in what I tell myself is his trying to be helpful. If you sense I'm a slave to this cat and his potent plastic possession, you would not be wrong. However, I am finally seeing some results from my efforts when he wanders near my plants, cultivating a casual attitude to throw me off. I quietly say his name, which he might or might not respond to, and begin the conversation about he can have more fun elsewhere. I try not to raise my voice. I try to sound loving while firm. I also have developed a keen sense of hearing and can identify almost any object in any room by the sound of his chewing. When I'm home, we're able to get along fairly well. When I leave for any reason, I have to do a plastic wellness check before I go, just in case. But when he sits on my lap and looks directly at me with his beautiful eyes, well, I just melt. It's a good thing that cat is cute. Otherwise, his life might have been a whole lot shorter. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.